Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Allah in this ayah is saying, so do not be weakened and don't grieve and you will be superior if you are true believers. Today nowadays when we look around, there is a lot of things are happening around the world, especially among the Muslims. And this is causing a lot of sadness and to an extent depression to the people. Even our kids and youth, they are going through depression when they look at the situation of the Muslim Ummah. And we are not talking about just one part of the world, rather it is across the whole world we are seeing these kind of problems. And this is why today I have selected this topic to discuss insha'Allah that first of all we should not be grieving and sad. This is what Allah Azza wa Jal is telling us, is commanding us and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is promising that this deen of Allah Azza wa Jal will become, become superior. And if we have this understanding that whatever Allah Azza wa Jal has told us, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned us about what's going to happen in the future, this will happen. There is no doubt in our minds that the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal never fails. As Allah Azza wa Jal said, Inna Allah la yukhliful mi'ad. That the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never fails. And that's the reality that we should always keep alive in our mind. If we don't, yes, we will get sad. Yes, we will be grieving. Yes, we will be sad and uh, we will be going into depressions. And when we look around, I just want to, I don't want to create a gruesome picture of what's happening around because I'm very sure that most of us are already watching news, reading news, and nowadays WhatsApp or whatever other kind of uh, uh, tools are out there that is passing around the information. But just to remind us what I mean by that. Especially nowadays, the current things which are happening in India. The things which are happening in India. Lynching has become a norm in many parts of India now against the Muslims. Which is basically mobs are attacking individuals. Degrading them, degracing them and killing them. They're killing Muslims' properties. Including houses. And masajid even. Many of the massages have been destroyed as well. It's not only we're talking about the Babri Masjid alone. Many of the massages have been uh, destroyed. China, they have created concentration camps for the Muslims. The genocide in Syria, most of us are aware of going on for perhaps almost a decade now. Yemen, 
where there is a famine going on because of the war created by Muslims against the Muslims. Iraq, over a million Muslims have been killed just by the last war we're talking about. Not even talking about what happened prior to that, the two wars against Iran and the desert storm happened. And Palestine and Kashmir has become as a norm, unfortunately, for the Ummah now. We have become so immune that when we hear about what's happening in Kashmir and Palestine, it has become just a number for us. And we ask Allah to forgive us if this is how we are looking at these situations. And not to mention what is happening in the West against the Muslims. There are Muslims who have been killed point blank just because they were Muslims. Just because they are Muslims. And they have been dehumanized and degraded in many parts of the West as well. And it's not only the Muslim, by the way. So let's not make it only a Muslim. Muslim is specifically we're discussing that we feel very close. But as Muslim, as Muslim believers, we understand that we are the one who should be leading the mankind out of the darkness into the light of Islam. To show them the path that Allah Azza wa Jal has selected for all the humanity. It is not for a specific race or the people who speak a specific language or the people who are belong to a different region. And out of this, all these what we are seeing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned that how, what they are perceiving when the Muslims are under the fire like that. Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Tawbah, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem, Yuriduna an yutfi'u nur Allahi bi afwaihim. Allah Azzawajal is saying that they, they want to extinguish the nur of Islam by their mouth. But Allah is saying that Allah, is, Allah will prevent it. And Allah will complete His being, complete His nur. Even though the kuffar will dislike it. And then Allah Azza wa Jal continues on in the very same surah. وَالَّذِي أَرْسَلَ رَسُولَهُ بِالْهُدَىٰ وَدِينَ الْحَقِّ لِيُدْهِرَهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلِّهِ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ Allah Taala saying that he who has sent Rasulullah Sallallahu with guidance and the deen of truth al-Islam, that Allah will prevail this deen over all other adiyan, even though mushrikun, the polytheists, they will detest it, they will dislike it. So Allah subhanahu has promised us what is our role and what is going to happen for the mankind. It is us. We have to know what is our role in this. We have to decide. Allah is not, is not the one who is going to fail in His promises. We are very well aware of Inna Allah subhanahu wa does not fail in His promises. Now, so what is our role? It is important to understand. And we all are very well aware of it. That for us, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, life is the example. This is the example we have to follow if we want to fulfill what Allah Azza wa Jal has a, a promise to us. There is no other way to achieve the goals Allah has set for us but to achieve them by following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is why Allah Azza wa Jal says, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهُ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكْرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا 
that there is a best example in the life of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and it is not a recommendation for us to have a best example and put it on the side. Rather, Allah has connected this best example with the akhirah. As Allah Subhanahu says, "لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُو اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرَةِ." The one who hopes, the one who hopes the akhirah, it is them. Allah Subhanahu Taala has this example for. وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا And they are the one who remember Allah often. And remembering Allah Azza wa Jal is what? It's not just take a misbah and just keep doing subhanallah, subhanallah all the time. The dhikr of Allah Azza wa Jal is that whatever we are doing, whether yes it is subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar or whatsoever, ways Allah Subhanahu has mentioned to us to do dhikr. But besides that, any action we are undertaking, we remember Allah, what Allah wants from me for this. So when we know that we have to make this deen superior, we, Allah is the one who has commanded us to do that, then we have to return back to Allah's Messenger and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to find out what He wants from us. And this is an obligation, as I'm saying over and over, to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Whatever He gives you, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to you, Take it. And whatever he prevents you, forbids you to do something, stay away from it. So for us, the halal and haram comes from Allah Azza wa Jal. Muhammad is a messenger who conveys to us what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. Now, when we are looking into this, that Allah has promised us that this deen will become superior, and we are the one, it's up to us that we can, be, we can become part of that work that will make this deen superior, or we can be the one who will be on the sideline and watch how this deen becomes superior. Because this is the ba'ad Allah. This is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, when we are looking at this, I would like to bring an example quickly, inshallah, and then we will compare that example with the life of Rasulullah sallallahu uh, in today's khutbah, inshallah. The example is a very simple example. If you have a builder who's building a house, Okay, his main objective is to build a house for you. To build a house, he will have an architecture who will design the house, he will get the permissions from the city and all those things, he will buy all the things that are needed, the walls and the doors and the, uh, dig a hole and make the foundation and all those things. While he is trying to achieve this main goal of building the house, he does live his own life also, the builder. He has a wife, he has children, he eats, he drinks, he goes take a shower, he changes. He does all those things. But if somebody asks you, after the house is done, how did he build the house? How did he build the house for you? You will not mention that he used to change twice a day, or used to take shower five times a day, or he used to beswat how many times? And what kind of a clothes he was wearing when he's going back to his family? Or what was he eating for his dinner or the lunch or the breakfast? You will talk about the steps he undertook to build a house. Even though he's living the life. There are many things he's doing along the way when he's building the house. <laughs> Similarly, when we are talking about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
with the mission and objective that he was sent with to make this deen superior. If this is the mission he was sent with, we better know the what steps he undertook to achieve this specific goal. Yes, there are things on the way. Muhammad did as well. He was married. He had children. He was dealing with his rest of the family members, tribesmen. He was al-sadiq wal-ameen. He was doing all the things a normal human being does besides the da'wah he was doing. But when we are looking for the steps, what he has achieved by establishing the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal, then we have to know those steps. And during that time, there are things that will be happening that we will be doing that Rasulullah did to ease the pain of the people. Like today, when we have this goal in our mind that this deen <coughs> has to become superior. And this is what our mission has to be because that was the mission of Rasulullah That mission has been transferred to us now. There will be no more messenger. So there can be things <coughs> be done whether it's a charity work we can do when we give the list of all the atrocities that are happening. We can do the charity work to take care of, ease the pain. But I cannot say that easing the pain is the goal. No different than the builder who's building the house. If his children get sick on the way, you don't say to build the house, he has to take, the, take his uh, uh, children to the hospital. That's even though that has to be done. And Rasulullah took care of all those things. That is an obligation to do all the things down the road. But that does not deviate us from the main goal. <clears throat> and we know Muhammad never chose anything that, that was in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He never disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All his actions that he undertook was by what Allah commanded to him. So when he was on the way to establish the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal to make this deen superior, he did not use any of the means which can be haram. So yes, we can do the things as alleviating the pain of the ummah. Whatever those things are, as long as they fall under the category of allowed in Islam. It cannot be out of the Islam. Like Aisha radiallahu anha, the hadith of Rasulullah, the hadith, one of the hadith she said about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قالت ما Whenever Rasulullah was given the choice between the two, and one was easier than the other, then that except that he only chose the easier one. He always chose the easier among the two. The Rasulullah never chose a sin. And he was way far away from the sin. So choosing the easier between the two does not mean because the halal is becoming difficult so we can pick the haram. That is about two mubah, two permissible actions two permissible choices given to Rasulullah he chose the easier one. So while we are talking about 
that our mission has to be what the mission of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was to make this deen superior. For that, we have to stay within the boundaries of Islam. Whatever Allah has allowed, and we cannot go outside what Allah has allowed us. And the thing is, the moment we started going away from what Allah has commanded, this is where our, we start getting into depressions if we see those things are not working. Because we understand that ourselves. If this is not equal to what Allah has commanded us, I cannot hope anything back from Allah Azza wa from that. Because if something is in the disobedience of Allah, even though our goals can be very honorable, but if the means are not correct, that action is not accepted by Allah Azza wa so the action, the mean, and the goal both has to be occurred according to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, The actions are dependent on the intentions. It does not mean that the intentions can be good and the goal can be wrong. It is already accepted. <coughs> the goal is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has approved. Now this hadith is talking about questioning the intentions. If the intentions are wrong, the action will not be acceptable. So action and intention both have to be aligned with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained on us. Now, going back to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned to us. Because of the situation that we are in, many of us do get sad. We always have to remember that if we are getting into sad, sadness or grief, it is nothing different than the times when Muhammad وسلم, he was becoming sad and people were not replying back, responding back to his call. But Allah has promised us, and this is the promise that we always have to remember, we have to remind our children, we have to remind our families, we have to remind all the Muslimin. That Allah Azza wa Jalla has promised and He said, وَلَا تَهِمُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَنْتُمْ وَالْعَلَوْنَ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ It is connected to something. Allah is saying that don't grieve, don't be sad. Your deen will, you will be superior. But it is connected to something. إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ As long as you are the believer, you are the one who do Allah Azza wa Jal has ordained to you. And Allah Azza wa Jal never ever fails in His promises. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.